0: Just remember, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help each other. In the culture war, there are no winners, just podcasters. Only a few are willing to risk their lives in the face of some of the dumbest ideas to have ever captured human civilization. Every week, we, Megan Dom and Sarah Hader, humbly accept this mission in order to bring you conversations that are equal parts, stunning, brave, and it depends on the context. Welcome to a special place in hell.
1: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, 2024. Already.
0: No, couldn't get here fast enough. Oh, my God. What are, do you have any New Thinking. Year's
1: resolutions?
0: Um, you know, uh, uh, every year my resolution is that I'm going to be one of those people that answers emails instantly mm. or within the first, like within 10 minutes, mm. because that's like a real, that's, um, that's something that highly effective people <gasps> do. Bless you. <laughs> um, that is something that highly effective people do mm-hmm. apparently like and and it's true like when i have emailed people who are sort of like famous or extremely powerful they have often email, written back immediately because of course they just want to get rid of you yeah
1: i <laughs> don't know about that because i think if you just answer the email you're just going to get a response you're just going to have another email to respond to like another task it's not that moving forward like getting to inbox zero will mm-hmm. now mean that you don't have any more email you might have twice as much email because people now know you as somebody that responds so they just reach out you don't respond i just don't know about whether efficiency and i I, this is something new that i've come to embrace um and been meditating on in the past (laughs) in the holiday season you know um is the whole obsession with efficiency just another way to procrastinate. Is it actually making me more able to do the things that I want to do? Or am I just accomplishing a lot of tiny tasks and feeling very good about it, but not really moving forward with the things that I care about? I don't know. I think that Mm -hmm. these kinds of like get to, you know, inbox zero or get 20 tasks done in a day, super duper productivity, you know, um, all the time, I think, you know, is it? Is it actually helping us? Are we actually getting it? Well, my, my problem with the email
0: is that if I don't answer them right away and then it's sitting there, then first of all, I feel bad about it. So it like takes up space. And then I have to, when I do write back, I'm like, hey, sorry, this is taking me so long. And then, then I have, have, to have to have like have a sentence little, yeah. or two, why? like explaining why. Yeah. And then I feel like it's I worse. have to yeah. actually... Yeah give them what
1: they want. Um, um what did they say? What, what is the, the rule, which is if, if, if something takes you less than two minutes to do, then you should do it immediately and not put it off. Oh, right. That's the rule. I think that's yeah, a good well, rule. Replying to an email should take
0: less than two minutes for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's kind of, uh, it's kind of what I, every, every year, what I say I'm going to do. Um, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not much for re- New Year's resolutions.
1: Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I I like the idea of them more than I like actually doing them. I like that there is a, you know, a a time in which we all think about what matters to us, even if we don't end up following through with any of it. It's just a it's a nice, you know, let's stop and think. Let's reevaluate mm. things. I like that. I think that's uh, something we should do more frequently. But something like the end of the year, the beginning of a new one, intellectually sets the right you know, frame for approaching it. With
0: You don't do that every day, every <laughs> week? You just stop and think about what really matters?
1: I do do it with the start of a season for some reason. Seasons uh-huh. also feel like, okay, the fall is coming. You know, the summer's ending and the fall is coming yeah. and that feels very that yeah. feels like okay a new start an opportunity to do something different but then i don't
0: <laughs> i feel like you have it all together i can't even imagine what you would want to do differently really
1: That's you're going to hire penelope funny. trunk I, to advise you i you can't afford penelope trunk i can't believe that her apartment costs that much well, she can't afford the apartment, so i mean but but probably because of the the cascading the, effect i I doubt she's thinking about managing her money properly. I bet it's like totally within her means. maybe you
0: could barter money management uh and life advice mm-hmm. to of mm-hmm. you yeah, anyway we had yeah we had her back on um i believe that was uh largely for paying subscribers only, but it was it was uh. It was a great episode again,
1: I thought she wasn't as offensive as as before i thought i thought i i mean I'm a big fan of Penelope have always been I always get a lot out of her advice, and this time, I think I got there were there were so many nuggets of wisdom,
0: really you didn't feel like that do you remember do you want do you want to drop one drop one on us uh,
1: which one hmm I liked the one the very practical one that she um she explained to a a um uh, somebody who was asking advice about asking too much questions at work they felt like when they asked too much questions at work yeah. that it actually gets annoying um and people say that you can't ask too many questions but you actually can and this person often feels as if they've run into the wrong end of that and she clarified what a good question actually like what what they mean by that you know what they mean by no there's no such thing as stupid questions she was like there is there Mm -hmm. is such a thing as a stupid question and she clarified that in a way that i thought was very good Mm -hmm. and then i she also
0: said that person was autistic she
1: said everybody was autistic that's the other thing even
0: even me i don't think you're autistic i mean i took it as a compliment oh no i'm not you know totally not not. i wish i were i'm trying i'm working on it I wonder if you can induce That's it. It's one of my resolutions to become autistic. I bet you can induce it.
1: I bet. I bet there is something because it's a brain chemistry thing, right? So I bet there's, there's going to be a time in which we can control our brain chemistry in that way, and we can mimic mm. autism-like behaviors.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can just identify as autistic. Can you be like uh, trans neurodivergent? Mm. Why don't we just start it? And so who's I just gonna say I no. Feel like I was. <laughs> My, my brain was born in the wrong brain Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I'm actually, I have an autistic brain, (laughs) but it is in, inside of a non-autistic brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, I think you're, you're a little, I don't think you're autistic, but I think, I think you're more neuro diverse than I am. There's
1: something wrong with me is what you're trying to say, which I agree. Sure. You're, you're
0: diverse (laughs) in so many ways. Beautiful. You you don't you only get to be diverse in one way, and that and now you're two ways, so that's not fair.
1: I have so many ways. i have like four or five ways. I'm extremely diverse. That you're diverse. Yeah. There's something wrong with me Are mentally. Then there's pe- the, the brownness. Then there's immigrantness and femaleness. Oh yeah. Yeah. Muslim background. That's a lot.
0: You should be the president of Harvard. I
1: Heartless. know. You've got you're ah.
0: checking all these boxes. Yeah. This is your make your move. I should. Honestly, I think you're very qualified. Have they announced
1: a replacement for Claudine Gay yet? How long do you think it'll take them? <laughs>
0: Not yet. Do you think
1: that she'll be it'll well, be a black there's... woman or somebody was demanding that it should be on Twitter? I saw that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh I, 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 I don't know. I think it's going to have to be a, a woman of color. I, I've yeah, I've uh I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah. So anyway, just to update everybody. I mean, I know this is uh this is you know breaking news on the front of everybody's uh headline sheet uh all over the world but uh Claudine Gay ha- president of Harvard has finally stepped down um, she uh, officially stepped down i believe uh tuesday mm-hmm. right just as we were back mm-hmm. january 2nd um i i feel bad for her mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. I mean I think she should step down I don't think she should have been the president in the first place but what a absolutely terrible time this has been for her
1: Yeah I feel very much it's it's very much the same feeling that I had with Ibrahim Kendi, um in that I didn't when he was the president of Harvard <laughs> when he was the you know whatever executive director I don't know lead of whatever oh, yes. project that he was that he was um Uh, heading out was Boston College, I think.
0: Right, I think it was Boston University. Boston University, I thought it was maybe Boston College. But yeah, but it one of the one of the Boston, not the one that's not in Harvard, (laughs) not Harvard, the one that's not Harvard. The other ones when
1: people say I went to school in Boston, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, you know, I I felt with him like he couldn't have led that kind of endeavor when everyone's, you know, then accusing him of mismanagement and. And this and that, like he—he he was never going to manage well, though, because he didn't get to that position by managing well, you know. <laughs> That's not mm-hmm. why he was given that role. And then to say you failed by the standard that we never even hired you on, you know, we never hired you to be good at this. Yeah, and then you yeah. failed at this thing that we never uh, presumed you would be good at. Of, of yeah. course, he was going to fail. It's a setup. It's a setup. And I I felt I felt bad for him, even though, you know, I stand against everything he's he he stands for ideologically um, and really think that his uh, approach to racism, anti-racism is extremely poisonous. Having said that. um, It didn't feel fair. Nothing about that felt fair. And I kind of feel that way about Claudine Gay, too. And not as not as uh not to the same degree because of the plagiarism <laughs> so, so to some degree she did know that there was a standard that she was not meeting and needed don't know to cheat a little it, bit to get second. there did
0: she, did she know it or it, did she think this is just how you play the Maybe. game yeah i don't know i don't know i don't i don't i mean she doesn't come across to me as like a, a like a like an overt opportunist like kendi is is a is a grift um or I don't even know if he's a grift he's just he but he's much more sort of um ambitious like with respect to shaping his persona and being a kind of really you know c- celebrity intellectual I feel like Claudine Gay was just sort of an
1: apparatchik like oh. she just
0: rose up through the system why you don't think so I
1: guess I would I, would I don't know opposite. anything I, I don't know enough about her. I don't know enough about her oh, either, really? it feels to me that hers was so much more uh deliberately uh you know that she was crafting a kind of persona and still is i mean it so this is me not this is my this is when i look at her i think she looks actually like actually gay like a lesbian she she, oh, she dresses in this now way. if her name
0: was not gay would you say that it's just like the gay is sort of directing your
1: attention <laughs> no. to her potential it's the it's the 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 kinds of shirts she wears it's the you know the glasses the short hair the the pants so I feel like she's trying to um put it's like a, it's almost a uniform that she's putting on or a mm-hmm. costume that she's putting on of, of a certain kind of uh a certain kind of very interesting person and hints slightly at you know, maybe not being your typical heterosexual woman. There,
0: there's these sort of, right, exactly. Like if she were gonna be like, like the, the there's kind of like um, different varieties of uh, academic right. women, yeah, yeah. so she could, you know, the other way would be the sort of like big jewelry, right. like. The Scarves, yeah, the you know the sort of like long gray hair sil- long silver hair with the with the big jewelry yeah, something that you
1: got and then you say i got this in nepal when you were doing blah blah blah, blah yes. <laughs> like some <laughs> cosmopolitan thing. I actually
0: i know so i actually like it that she has a more minimalist aesthetic right. uh cause i feel like that's a little that's a little tired but um but there's something yeah, about was-
1: that's misleading cuz when i look for when i first saw her um like first couple of times i just assumed she was like gay probably you know i I just something about it i know well i think
0: her cousin roxanne gay is Is
1: gay bisexual at least yeah is is with a a woman woman, so
0: that's incredible that she's Um, related it's it's not incredible at all this is
1: a very powerful family and is why isn't anyone like getting their haitian immigrants (laughs) please come
0: on they came over on a boat that they owned Uh they owned the company (laughs) but wait i will um speaking of kendi though did you see his his tweets um from uh january 2nd i mean this just kind of says it all i don't know if i okay s- did i see the tweets i definitely saw the screaming about the tweets okay so he says when a racist mob attacks a black person it finds a seemingly legitimate reason for the attack that allows it that allows for it to accrue popular support and credibility and which allows the growing mob to deny that they are attacking the person in this way because the person is black that's how anti race. that's sorry that's how anti black racist attacks have been justified the seemingly legitimate reason in this case at harvard is primarily academic misconduct or plagiarism the question to assess is whether this was a whether this was a racist attack uh the question to assess whether this was a racist attack isn't whether dr gay is engaged in any misconduct the question is whether all of these people would have investigated surveilled harassed and written about and attacked her in the same way if the harvard president in this case would have been white he says i think not um i think they would have done it a whole lot sooner right
1: right he he's <laughs> right that they wouldn't have done it at this point he's right though that they would not have done it that at this point, if this was a white guy, no one would be concerned that he got there out of anything but merit. They would not be looking into his like scholarship necessarily. They would have assumed that somebody has already done that. So he is right that it is because she is a black woman that people are looking into it now and kind of suspecting that. Yeah, I
0: I hate that it was Chris Rufo who b- brought all this attention upon her this aspect though i really hate that
1: yeah well we don't get to choose you know well
0: i mean it undermines the whole thing right. the,
1: but then uh, someone, someone else should have done it you know i mean but they're yeah but they're not going they're, to exactly right. so if he's if, if he's the one that's willing to do it then you know uh i'm i'm with him i guess because but he's doing the good work
0: make it look completely partisan and l- like
1: I mean well, because I, if if the people who are non-partisan are not willing to step in then of I course know. it will be championed by partisans and I'm I'm not going to complain too much but I agree with you that it's a bad look you know but yeah. but I'm I'm not worried too much about looks in this case I, there there's a clear right and wrong and she plagiarized not only a little bit but like a lot and not sometimes but a lot of the times yeah. there's like tons of I mean tons of I evidence know and so she's been doing this her whole career. She's been doing this. And it's not as if it was, you know, she had hundreds of publications, and then there were some instances of plagiarism. 10% of it or whatever but she's just not publishing that much in the first place. Right. If she had had hundreds of publications that might have helped. Right. But, right. uh if there were that's there what there got people uh, I think really suspicious in the first place before the plagiarism like uh, accusations first bubbled up. I remember people being surprised that she only had, you know, what 11, 12 publications 11. or something like that. I mean, I don't know if that is um s- exceptional for what is technically an administrative governance kind of role, but she was a professor for a long time. So I don't know how she got to that professor status with so few publications. That's what's suspicious to me. It's,
0: it's, it's so, it is just like so racist because there are so many people, women, men, black, white, everybody who are qualified for this kind of job. There are so many people trying to be, in academia at a high level and who like go to school for a really long time and work hard and do good work Hmm. and and I wonder how much of it I don't know I don't know what it's about I mean I'm not going to be so cynical as to be like oh well she had uh you know a shaved head and big glasses and wore uh you know power suits therefore of course they have to give it to her
1: I don't know I think this is not something that it, it doesn't make sense to think of about this from this top-down perspective. It's just these are the same rules that everyone is following from beginning to end. And this is the culmination of this kind of thinking over the span of someone's entire career. You know, she has been given advantages from the very start due to her I- identities, you know, identity. Um yeah. And now that has snowballed to this point, it's not so much that there was one super egregious, you know, tokenizing thing. It's just that there were many somewhat medium-sized tokenizing, racializing instances that got her to this point. Um, And that is what we should be thinking about. And I'm worried that, you know, there's this uh, like off with her head kind of, this you know fervor I mean? to punish her for the sins of the entire academy you know like they this is the entire institution yeah yeah <clears throat> is involved in a kind of you know a, a, a competing model um and they need to be held to account that model needs to be dismantled yeah i think it's really unfair because now she is absolutely the
0: face of dei fail Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she's been she was put there um i don't know about cynically but certainly opportunistically Mm -hmm. and she went down because of that and now this is going to be her legacy um i did you know but i was thinking about like okay who who do you think like can replace her. I was th- I was like coming up with a list of um of qualities that the person might need to have. Okay. Shoot. So I was I'm going to wonder if you think of okay. So I mean this is just in no particular order. Uh, black woman, disabled, gender non-conforming, person of size, neuroatypical. Am I missing anything? So if those are the boxes. Hmm. okay am I missing any anything so um I mean maybe person of color or do you think black is just the just we should just cut BIPOC to the chase and is to be the black. best way BIPOC I, I, I think we should, I think the woman should be Native American okay okay need... I'm gonna put that Native American so Sarah Palin maybe oh wait she's not Native American sorry Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Warren yeah we need Elizabeth, Elizabeth we need
1: a, a okay. woman of color Alright,
0: so I'll have uh her so okay, because these were the um people off the top of my head. Elizabeth Warren also uh, has
1: a, a gay woman haircut, don't you think? Is that just me? Like you you think she's not like
0: courting <laughs> Elizabeth it? Warren was so is very was very beautiful as a young she woman. She seems like she like, would be. She's still good looking. For her age, she's just is, yeah. incredible looking. Amazing skin yeah.
1: and very, very good. I body. thought she was much um, younger than she turned out to be when I finally yeah. looked up her age.
0: <laughs> um Okay so so based on the list that I just said so here were the, the off the top of my head here were some candidates that came to mind mm-hmm. uh Syra Rao mm. okay. okay um Dylan Mulvaney but I mean there's no there's no race uh doesn't have the race box checked and Lizzo ooh I think Lizzo could be a, a sleeper mm-hmm. I I think because she has Black, person of size. Uh, I don't know about... She's not Native American, but she plays the flute. She plays the flute. She's actually really good at the flute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not a pan flute like those... Um,
1: it could be more more ethnic kind know, of flute. Peruvian. Yeah, she, right. she didn't make a good choice there in terms of no. instruments. Um,
0: she should have played it like when the wise man speaks in the movie and then the flute sound plays what, the what? <laughs> you know like in a movie uh-huh. like when the wise person is speaking and then they have that oh, that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. south american flute uh-huh. uh place to to indicate that a, a wisdom is being yeah she uh, should,
1: she could have chosen on. a more ethnic flute
0: or instrument yeah but she could yeah. probably switch i think she has the basic chops mm-hmm. uh figuratively and and literally so yeah lizzo
1: who else i don't think any of them are mentally ill enough i think we need somebody dylan mulvaney uh maybe not i don't know just what happened to dylan uh still around, still around but what no longer uh, making i was any just one
0: that was just awarded a woman of the year uh oh. award and was on the cover of some magazine mm. as, as woman of the year mm-hmm. okay um I don't, I don't think has gone anywhere mm. but uh no so but dylan is uh i i definitely neuro i there's some kind of neuro a, a atypicalness mm-hmm. atypicality sure um but good dresser i mean has the outfits i'd say has uh could, it's a you little know, could campy pr- i mean in like little... in a better way but in a sort of like jackie o way if you were going to do a kind uh-huh. of alternative to the claudine gay uh lesbian not lesbian power what suit.
1: about uh andrea chu andrea long chu yeah uh great suggestion woman of color yes uh of size mm-hmm. might be disabled since the operation to definitely to, genitally yeah, disabled. get her new vagina
0: um well doesn't she so right did they did she get rid of her penis does she have a penis and a vagina because that is what you want in a in you know people ask for leader. it now
1: i i saw on twitter it was horrifying. But they, people do want to keep People do the, ask you for it. They yeah, they'll they'll ask for it. you know, I want to keep my penis, but then also give me a vagina. Um <sighs> and I don't know, I don't know if it's like I would like to just geez. have a
0: penis like that. I could option yeah, you know, maybe like an option, uh-huh. like if I want to put it on that day, like a piece of jewelry. Am I in the mood for this? Uh-huh.
1: You can you know, get like a little packer. Out. You can get you can you to can com- order something. Yeah, like uh, yeah, it's a com- to complete the look. Yeah, depending on what I'm mm-hmm. wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um so that's it that's our nominee for president well, I don't know no, but I was hoping Andrea had... Longchu is also a good writer
0: I think that's really good um, so uh in case anybody doesn't know Andrea Longchu is the uh Pulitzer Prize winning cultural critic uh who is a um uh m m m to f transgender person uh also uh uh I don't even know if if uh she is Asian uh by birth, she might have a, a little drop of Asian, but I believe she took on her partner's last name, which was. Yeah, I think they are not they they, sorry. they
1: is what I'm that's what I'm gonna yeah I'm okay just, I feel like yeah um, honest, but they, they and, I think they they are a little Asian like they they but but because they don't look that Asian they wrote something about it there was an essay okay about appropriating Asianness it was interesting
0: right uh, and at that time um, Andrea
1: identified as a white male and from the perspective of a white male was, okay. was describing yes. uh, their Asian girlfriend, I believe. And now they are an yeah. Asian girl. So.
0: Right. And has, has written about uh, women as uh, nothing but open gaping ass, assholes ready to be. Get just, holes,
1: just holes, just holes. Okay. Not assholes. Yeah. Just a yeah, hole. Sorry.
0: Um, Megan. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of, I think that was a lot of scholarship. Like if, it, you know, I, that I'm sure was not plagiarized.
1: I, I mean I couldn't do, do imagine then long- it that was plagiarized from from anybody.
0: What but. if what if Andrea Longchu had plagiarized the um the the whole stuff uh from Claudine Gay, ironically. Oh uh and and then Claudine Gay, you know, was just like, oh, I wrote this, but I was, you know, that was a long time ago. And even though it has been plagiarized by Andrea Long and you know, it's it's fine. Like I'm I gonna distance myself from it. And so what if then she had in fact been plagiarized? Would it just, would they all cancel each other out?
1: May, I think if some of the people that Claudine Gay plagiarized from did seem to sort of forgive her or just say that it's fine, kind of.
0: Well, she plagiarized from Carol Swain.
1: Yeah, who isn't forgiving it, but there were.
0: <laughs> and and who, it's hilarious because Carol Swain is uh, uh, a conservative Christian, mm-hmm. She's a, a political scientist she's a legal scholar and political scientist uh who is very like right wing mm-hmm. um and you know talks openly about her faith mm-hmm. uh and um <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know exactly what Claudine uh plagiarized from her but anyway yeah I kind of like it that she did
1: I yeah, I mean she's she's open minded you know like she's considering anyone she's she's willing to read the work of people even that she ideologically disagrees with and is happy to plagiarize from them if it's mm-hmm. good which is it's a kind of heterodoxy
0: i know yeah so gay has been accused of lifting passages from um carol swain's uh work black faces black interests the representation of african americans in congress um to use for that was her. Uh, I guess this was Gay's doctoral thesis in 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 know Claudine. Maybe she's she's heterodox. Maybe she'll have a podcast, maybe or a Substack. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think this would be a good next step. No, but she's still on the board, right? And she's still on the. Is she on the board? I think she is on the board of. Of, of Harvard? Harvard, no
0: i don't know i mean can they keep her on the board she's a professor Um, still okay uh yeah i mean look i she's i i don't other than this like was she a good administrator maybe maybe it's really it's 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 too bad actually i mean it's an absolute no win situation
1: um and i i it must have been a absolutely horrendous time for her if she had been a good administrator like presume that you know for a fact that she is actually really good at doing the things that you're supposed to do uh when you're the administrator like top admin person of a college um she's good at raising money she's good at managing people managing relationships expectations um setting a vision would it matter that she had kind of faked her way to the top to you you know, I think if people
0: like you, they will cut you a lot of slack. Mm. Almost every time you see one of these people go down, it's because they weren't liked. Mm. I mean, you you really, it's often you just lay the groundwork for yourself. Like in, in these cancellation events, it's just like, oh, why did they go after this guy? It's so unfair. It's so unfair. And I feel like nine times out of 10, it's just nobody liked him anyway. Mm. He was a- abrasive
1: or just... They're looking for an excuse to get rid of you. I think it's when somebody really hates you that, they, that you're going to go down. Like somebody really, really. Hate, like yeah, a one person of in particular. Yeah. It's not so much nobody really cares, but somebody really wants you out for some reason. And mm-hmm. they're waiting for the opportunity to just come. And when it comes, they lead the charge. Um, yeah. But so Wesley Yang m- made this post on Twitter um, a couple of weeks ago, but I bookmarked it which I'm starting to do now I'm bookmarking things on Twitter and it's it's kind of useful. It's a little disorganized, but you have to uh, t- teach me how to he, do that. He, oh my God. Set aside like a couple hours this weekend. <laughs> um, he, he wrote about how uh, he says, Carol, Carol Swain grew up in a shack without running water with 11 brothers and sisters. She was much fated in academia upon her emergence, but quickly engaged in heterodoxies that got her blackballed and went on to become an evangelical Christian and a Trump supporter. That's why her outrage demands her accountability for Claudine Gay, sealing her work, carrying no weight with anyone that matters. She lacked the implicit knowledge of how to stay within the right thinking consensus that Gay learned at Exeter. She went to Exeter.
0: Ah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. and
1: therefore ugh, that's incredible how so did roxanne gay by the way what is the wait before we could what is the like tuition of like how much do you pay i mean i know you begin a lot
0: of um uh Exeter, i mean i there are so many um scholarship students these places there, are so the, well these now. same thing with harvard were not i don't right? know yeah i mean they are they're it's from apparently um, very rich a family. sort of big industrial uh concrete uh mogul uh Family okay. from Haiti from Haiti.
1: And they neither of them I don't know that they actually grew up in Haiti primarily. I don't their website says yet. family make families making less than seventy five thousand dollars pay no tuition. Um yeah. but everybody else but I'm sure they made more than that. And anyway, the the right, the rate true. for the boarding school is sixty-four thousand dollars. Sixty-five. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> can yeah. you imagine? Um <clears throat> Anyway, uh, uh, Roland Fryer, remember him? Uh, this is Wesley again. Yes. Roland Fryer was abandoned by his mother early, and his abusive father was convicted uh, convicted for rape, leaving him to fend for himself in the streets as a teenager. He rioted himself and began the youngest, became the youngest tenured professor in the history of Harvard University, a favorite of the then president, Harvard. Uh, of the then president of Harvard Lawrence Summers and one of the most productive scholars at Harvard university, studying subjects seeking to find ways to ameliorate the condition of the black underclass soon after publishing a study demonstrating that police officers were slightly more likely to shoot white suspects than black Um, suspects he became the subject of a sexual harassment investigation ended up suspended for a year and the lab where he studied waste to ameliorate the condition of the black underclass were was shuttered despite the fact that the female best friend of his accusers told investigators and went on record with the press that his accuser was typically the instigator of the sexualized banter that occurred Mm -hmm. in fire's lab the dean of harvard college who delivered this punishment was claudine gay claudine gay is a cyaness this is wesley has to use these words that are difficult for me to pronounce this is ableist of him G- gay is this oh she's cyan- a cyan. cyaness a sc- is what he says sc- she's a scientologist s-c-i-o-n-e-s-s S- you tell me oh
0: a Scientist. Yeah, oh right? i didn't know that was that word was well, gendered that, yeah i mean i think he maybe he okay. just made it up
1: but uh I, he should say lioness yeah, he's he always he does this but he's a he he, he's, he's, yeah, more, that's you know what he's, he's right. I, I had
0: forgotten about this Roland Fryer thing, <clears throat> so I, I take it back. She was horrible. Yeah, I know. Horrible, I know. I, for, I forgot. Administrator.
1: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. A, so she she is a scientist from one of Haiti's wealthiest families and a graduate of Exeter. Obtained ten tenure at Stanford on the strength of four published papers and was poached by Harvard. Um, she's gone on to publish a total of eleven research papers and no books, a record that a professor told me was easily in the bottom uh, a fifth percentile of all professors employed at peer institutions. Um, seven of those papers have been shown to have violated Harvard's rules on academic citation.
0: Yeah. Roland Fryer is um, (laughs) fantastic. He, he was a, um, you know, a protege of Glenn Lowry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But this beloved by, again, this, this, this man who is also in some ways, the recipient of affirmative action policies Mm -hmm. He seems to be also, though, the kind of person who we all feel deserves it, you know, deserves a leg up because Mm -hmm. his background really was deeply disadvantaged. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. when he makes it, he's not coasting on that. He's producing, he's, you know, writing, he's publishing, he's putting his neck out there and standing up for truths that other people might not be as willing to talk about. And despite all this, you know he gets yeah he gets shut down but i think that there were just some people probably gunning for him um in the same way that you know what we just discussed that somebody's gunning for you waiting for something to pop up and then it right. does right um it it's just so yeah. incredibly depressing that this is the way that uh, these kinds of preferential treatment um you know policies end up actually playing out you know, in yeah
0: no, there's no diversity at all. I mean, he wasn't playing the game. He wasn't right. He wasn't the making player. the right noises. He did not have the sort of the, the social capital. But she knew. That she had the social somebody, capital. Like she has. She Absolutely. grew up in a wealthy right.
1: family. She went yeah. to the right schools. She knew what to say and how to say it. She knew what to stay away from. He might not have known enough that you you can't joke this way, you know, well, because it's just, just like- setting you yourself up for. But for an accusation, he's also (laughs) doing what he
0: feels is is important. I mean, he grows up with a certain context. He understands certain realities. And of course, like I I would imagine, like if you if you grow up in that way, you're going to want to do research that like investigates the realities of the world that you grew up in. Mm I mean, this is like Rob Henderson, is another one, you know. I he's gonna be. Yeah, I, I grew
1: no. up in this kind of, I mean, not, not a yeah, exactly. rolling fire right. environment, but not a privileged environment. And a lot of people who made it out that I knew, who were friends of mine who went to good schools, they're, they're doing research in the kind of things, you know, that affected them. And they saw the problems that they saw with their own eyes that maybe Claudine Gay hasn't ever seen. Um, are they, are they succeeding? Are they able to, like, are they succeeding in academia? I don't know how many of them ended up going into academia. Um, Actually, I I should look into that. How many of my, how many of my friends ended up there? I probably, nobody did, because I think there's definitely, um, it's definitely hard to make it into academia as a low income or even middle, like middle class American, unless you are basically you have to be black or native american maybe hispanic and Mm. then you can get it but it's hard enough just to get into a top 20 school um unless you are you know unless you are black unless Mm. you are hispanic the right kind of minority i guess and then on top of that to get you know a a position a tenure track position a true academic position i doubt it yeah
0: (laughs) <laughs> all right well i okay but i think you would be a good candidate for a harvard president Me? i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna say it's a toss-up between no. i think should, why not he's, he, he's he's too cis. you know he's i I'm think cis. You know, it, it, what
1: do you mean i'm saying but I'm, you're but I'm you're
0: a, look i think it's a it's a toss-up between you andrea longchu and lizzo okay i would like to see that committee i, I would like to sit in on those oh on those interviews
1: i wouldn't like to be a fly on the wall. I, I I don't think i'd like to participate i don't think i can beat those two i i mean i nominated mm-hmm. andrea long so
0: i know that's where right. my vote so goes. it's very magnanimous of you uh do we want to tell our our listeners anything that they should be uh knowing about our show
1: subscribe going
0: forward subscribe
1: a special com. we also have a patreon so you can google us and find us on patreon um i think the patreon should be a little bit cheaper than the the Substack by like a dollar but you don't get access to the Substack community so the best way to to get the full range of uh, benefits that we provide yeah,
0: you don't get your questions
1: answered by That's penelope right. trunk if you're only on the Patreon. yeah and you don't get to leave mean comments for us to read occasionally Um, so a special place at substack.com. If you want to do that and, uh, what rate and review us, please. There's lots of mean comments all the time. Like somebody will just get really ticked off and say something bad. Uh, so please offset that by saying something good. Five stars only. Thanks. Yes. Thank you. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. So I have like gotten into this, uh, I really went down the hole, so to speak. I'm not going to say the rabbit hole because that's such a cliche. Every time I'm about to say it, I said, "Don't say that." I'm going to say the Andrea Long hole. Yeah, the,
1: so yeah, the, the
0: gaping on. hole, gaping. <laughs> um, the gaping, uh, <laughs> long chew hole. Okay. Um, yeah. So you know, I I've been saying for a while that I've been trying to write an essay about like this trad stuff, and it, it's hard to put my finger on it. Uh. Cause I'm, I, I, you know, this, this discourse around whether or not you should settle down early family life, how having a family is healthier and wealthier than delaying that or not having a family. I, I find it totally fascinating because as I've said before, I, I'm broadly sympathetic to it, even if I am personally, uh, uh, aware that it's it would not have been the right path for me. I think it's the right path for, for most people, mm-hmm. not everybody, most people. Um, so you know, I, I spent like the last, I gave myself an entire week off, um, over the holidays just to write, mm. which is by the way, do not recommend, do, do not, I don't recommend it.
1: Uh, it was, what were you doing? You were just like trapped in a, in a room,
0: yeah, I mean, I was yeah, and I was like, well, I mean, I was at home. I didn't go anywhere, but I you know, I did not have any podcasting duties. I did not have any other like any of my other jobs. I just, you know, just put them on hold for a week and it was um kind of hard. It was kind of an emotional. Mm. I I remembered why I haven't been writing uh personal essays for the last couple of years because it's um, you know, it's kind of kind of intense. Um, but you know, I I I started digging around with all of these like trad posts i mean i was particularly interested that there's a certain brand of kind of business influencer business bro wealth influencer who's really into like telling men that they should wife up and you know the best the best uh um asset you know for your portfolio is a great spouse (laughs) like if you know if you want roi return on investment you know the 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 best roi is is a is a good partner is a good spouse um and uh i don't know i just there's some there's a there's a strange thing going on with the way that uh men in particular are fetishizing the trad thing there's a kind of trad dad fetish
1: yeah and i wonder if you've noticed this and what your thoughts are i mean they're not Uh, it's like a sort of micro phenomena online definitely yeah um and i i think what's interesting about the trad world on the whole is that it just doesn't seem to me that a lot of people who are participating in that kind of uh mini you know discourse are actually Married and have kids. It just seem like a lot of single people talking about it. Like the, at least the top, like a lot of the single top men top commentators. Yeah, men. like the top, yeah. the 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 ones who are really evangelizing for this um for, uh, worldview or perspective seem to be single men or men with like maybe a girlfriend. But it doesn't feel to me that they have really taken on the kind of responsibilities that they think that are so enriching and wonderful and life-changing and and everyone should should participate but then it's like why aren't you participating like what's wrong with you
0: yeah well okay but here is one i mean this is a big account and it got a lot of reaction okay this actually came from classically abby who is ben shapiro's sister evidently yeah. <laughs> so she tweeted can we all recognize that taylor swift is old never married, mm. never had kids, mm. still thinking about broken hearts mm. and dating. If you're coming home to an empty apartment at the end of the day, you can't convince me that money and fame alone are the recipe for success. Taylor Swift, sad cat lady. That's me saying that. She is so right. Finally, someone said it.
1: Why do we care about what Ben Shapiro's sister says?
0: She has a big account. She is a a... a, a Aggressively as- aspiring trad influencer.
1: Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Okay. I just, uh, Taylor Swift is old. I just looked her up yeah. She looks a lot like Ben Shapiro. That's,
0: um, I know, isn't it crazy? Upsetting. You would never like be like, oh, that must be, uh, his. That's sister, like if you,
1: you know, when you know those like filters where, <laughs> where <laughs> right, you're like, what you would look yeah, like a if woman, you're that's it, what that's, would, that is yeah. exactly what, what right. she looks like. I don't like that. Mm-mm, that's upsetting. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So I think she I just checked out a little bit of her content and her thing is like I used to be a regular, you know, woman with a job and professional woman and everything, but now that I'm married uh and have a child, I am a homemaker and and it's I had to learn a lot to be a homemaker and I'm here to tell you how to do it. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. how to cook and wipe the counter.
1: Makes me a little suspicious, you know. I think that if you if you really feel that devoted, first, I think it's interesting to know that there are so many more men who are in this sort of trad space advocating, and there are women in general, as you noted. And I think a big part of that is that, one, women don't find this very appealing. It's really a a male-oriented space. But then on top of that, it's also the case that if you actually are a family you know oriented person you don't have time to be posting especially if you're a mother what are you doing on twitter all the time you know like i feel guilty enough about my
0: really and it's kind of my job like
1: (laughs) twitter yeah and i i am a working mom i'm not a you know perfect trad stay at home and and do nothing but make sandwiches and and wipe characters i have a job and i feel very conflicted about it um but I also don't understand how someone has a time to do the kind of things that she's doing um, and also be as perfect of a homemaker as she claims to be. Well, that is her job. She has a job yeah, too. Yeah, It's being an influencer. Right. Um, I just, I am always very suspicious of these influencers who pretend to have this like amazing family, you know, perfect yeah. routines. And, you know, I remember I was watching a video about this, uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, that was going viral. It was a woman, uh, who you know, a woman and her family. She had like several children, and she had like every f- like fifteen minutes of her day was planned. And she, you know, I woke up at you know four a.m. and then meditated for an hour, and then I made my green smoothie, and I did then I did this, and then I, you know, homeschooled my kids and dropped them off to this and that, and uh, she seems to have such a fulfilling like perfect life except if you're a real human being and you you know live in the real world you know that that is just not it was a total fantasy like it was impossible for someone to live that life um and a lot of people were defending her uh, defending this this um video as something other than total fantasy and it's and it just seems to seem to me that a lot of the people doing the defending were young men who are not married and don't have kids you know they're yeah. like this is totally yeah. achievable and possible don't tell me that's a fantasy how dare you this is real like okay right all right. right. if it weren't
0: for feminism <laughs> then, it, then it you would, would have be that easier you know? yeah no. yeah um yeah cat rosenfield had a great piece in reason magazine <clears throat> last month about this the paradoxical freedom of trad wife tiktok <clears throat> um which which people uh should read um But yeah, so some of the, um, you know, like there's this guy, Nick Huber, who's one of these, uh, you know, entrepreneurial influencers. So he's always tweeting stuff like this. He goes, having kids is very underrated. Every 60 year old I know cares about one thing and one thing only their kids and grandkids make the sacrifice now to reap the rewards later. Um, and then, uh somebody said, uh, here's, here's another one. I don't know who this person is. Uh, I don't know how big this account is, but he says a good wife. This is somebody called at bangers on toast. So it's very serious. (laughs) Um, good Harvard president material. A good wife is a valuable employee. You can have for free, all caps free every month, each month. She's a personal chef 5k cleaner gardener 1k prostitute 5k that's a joke right yeah it has to be i don't know it has
1: to be it Uh, has okay
0: all right street value of 200 pounds or a year or something i don't even know 200 whatever what does she wait in what does she want in return date night once a week ridiculous roi that is this is a joke this has okay it has to. i hope i hope um Yeah. And there's a lot of like, I just want to be surrounded by my family when I'm, when I'm dying, like, you know, (laughs) I just want to be old and in a rocking chair, uh, with my wife surrounded by our kids. And then there's a lot of people, um, sort of talking about feminist cope. Um, let's see, uh, the levels of cope, that single childless millennial women who struck out in the dating market uh, continues to fascinate me. At a certain point, it becomes unglamorous to be an underpaid blogger in New York City. Uh, the idea that women are happier, single and childless is a fem cell cope. Fem
1: cell cope.
0: Yeah, I think that should have been the name of our show. Fem cell cope, yeah. Yeah. Um. So here's somebody else. Um, oh yeah. This person was responding. Yeah. I guess this woman had made a video of herself uh, baking uh, and she had uh, rather large uh, breasts, breasts. And, uh, but she was just wearing a regular shirt. She was not dressed provocatively. This guy says, answer two questions. What's your body count? Have you been raised up by a traditional loving mother and an alpha male father? <laughs> So like there's this weird um, overlap between the the entrepreneurial influencers and this kind of incel, very angry, misogynist, body count obsessed, obviously like porn addicted, yeah. actual incel.
1: Yeah, I what I find dis- really disturbing and disgusting about some of these guys is that <clears throat> it's clear they get a lot of their understanding of women from porn um yeah. i've run into this many times where they'll be talking about you know beautiful women some particular beautiful woman and somebody will say that you know her body count must be in the hundreds thousands whatever you know was, and, But you know that that, that it must just they they think that if you are a beautiful woman you must necessarily have slept with tons and tons of people because that's yes, what, that's, that's what, what you happens. would do with your beauty that's what you would yes, do but that is such a yes it's so stupid, self-absorbed. Like it's such a it's such a male way to view. Well, that's what they that's would. What do. They would do. like. They right. would
0: imagine if they were hot, they would just. That's like, what they. You well, know, that, that is what hot time. men
1: do, right? Like not all hot men, but many yeah, hot yeah. men do actually sleep around a lot more. Right. But that that's not hot women. Hot women don't do that. The hot women do the no, opposite. I think it goes the it's a, Yeah, it's the opposite. Um, promiscuity levels rise with like basically BMI like the the like yeah within a certain window I mean after a certain point, after a certain I point it doesn't it
0: would go down right. but yeah there's a, a yes right. yeah of course
1: because yeah. um
0: exceptionally yeah, that, beautiful that women
1: sense. do not sleep around they they don't no. they don't have to they can get everything they want which is not sex because they're not horny teenage boys <laughs> like they're not yeah you know, it's it's not sex they want attention they want security they want you know praise whatever but they get all these things without having to put out constantly they don't you know i mean even my phrasing sort of reveals kind of a feminist perspective having to put out versus you know right
0: well i mean it is it's a are they are conserving their resources i mean there's a, a very obvious evo psych uh logic that can be mapped onto. All right. Of this, obviously, right. Yeah. You know? But um, I mean, there, it's but it is almost like this has become a porn genre. The, the trad wife. I mean, I've seen like AI generated imagery of like this beautiful, you know, milkmaid out like there's something ex- extremely beautiful, like bucolic setting. And there's like a, you know, lumberjack looking guy chopping wood and his like beautiful you know, blonde damsel is like nursing a baby and, you know, she's like gorgeous and hot. And then there's a toddler at her feet and at
1: her, one at it, her it's breast, like, one at the feet. Yes. You
0: know? Yes. Yeah. And like, it like some of this is, is AI generated, but then there's also just like stock imagery. I saw one that it was like this woman. <laughs> she's like lying on a bed and she's got like a lacy bra. She's like perfect body. I mean, she's a model but she's like nursing one baby. And then there's like four others, you know, sort of stair step, you know, ages, like there's one that's two, that's four that's, you know, on on the bed, just having this like beautiful family experience. And that is just clearly porn. Like somebody ordered that. Um, but I do think it's interesting that these guys are, they, they want so badly this kind of, um, like family unit, or they think they that they do, and it has been incorporated into a sexual fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that speaks to just how far we've come from the family unit as any kind of default setting, right?
1: That it's exotic. It's like, it's uh, it's like this is crazy. Yeah. I can, I imagine <laughs> the most <laughs> outlandish thing because your sexual fantasies
0: are often things you would never no. want to do for yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh that's sad. That's sad. Yeah. And
0: I mean, it's, and also like, they're so angry and it's there, it's a direct result of the feminist rhetoric that was dominating 10 years ago. Mm. Um, it, it's just the same thing. I mean, it is the male version of that same extreme anger. All women are suck. They're all they're They're all whores. They're all on only fans. And this is like the kinds of things, you know, the, the, the feminists in throughout the, the the aughts were like you know toxic masculinity and these guys need to shut up and it's our turn and they're worthless and we don't need them i mean these these things just play off of each other
1: yeah and there's going to be some kind of a a response to this uh in 10 years that we'll see but i I do think that to some degree it has nothing to do with um the political like Discourse at all or social discourse at all. I think some of it is just a reaction of this is the way we live now. This is how isolated people are from their communities, how much time we spend online in these like fake LARPy realities, um, yeah. and how easy it is to confuse that for the real thing when you just don't get enough of the real thing. And you have no, um, you know, th- th- I feel like they can't. It- it's so they're so separated from anything close to that fantasy that they you know desire so much that they cannot um see when it's obviously fake you know which which elements of it don't smell right they don't have an intuition for that because they just never have experienced anything like it at all so something can be totally absurd and they would not be able to sense that right away because they've never been near it you know they've never ever been near it and they have no idea what the kind of demands a baby you know (laughs) requires from a family and it just must mean that if a woman is if a woman has just given birth you know five months ago she's not going to look like a supermodel in a bikini
0: Oh, come on. If she works out hard <laughs> enough,
1: if she works out and she, you know, doesn't eat carbs, right. these women are just lazy sloths. But they just, don't, they have just, no idea, you know, they just don't, they just so separated from it. And I, it, it makes me sad in the same way that online tankies, you know, those communists, fake communists. What's that? You never, you never encounter. Tanky? You never encounter a tanky. I'm not, I don't know what that tanky term is. is. An ext- one of those uh, very radical uh, commun- online communists, like Antifa types. Um, oh, okay. They are one, you know, formally losers. It's incredible. It's like, they have like a, you know, a cartoon avatar or something. Their avatar is never their faces because you, once you see their faces, you know why. Um, but it's, it's, it's people who are living very much um, these marginalized kind of lives, like sort of watching TV, going online and, um, going on discord and that's their that's the extent of their social lives it's really um incredibly sad are
0: they actually antifas though are they actually going out on the streets and fighting? it gets to that point when they
1: get delusional enough but it takes to get to that point of online tanky hood i think you have to be just really really isolated really lonely Lacking real life connection and friends, and so you adopt these radical politics, and you know that they're fantasy politics because they're so divorced from the reality of what socialism actually is. You know, especially in, in yeah. the countries where they have no idea of what actually happened, they have just they just absorb this extreme propaganda willfully. You know, it's not even that they were fooled by it; they're not being fooled by it. They want it. You know, they want they want an escape, and these kinds of radical politics which are not real to them because they're sitting there in a you know their their mom's basement in Des Moines they're not they're never going to see it they're never going to see socialism they're never going to experience right. um like full blown communism or anything like it they have no idea of what that might actually do in the real world and i think it is it is the fact that they know this that they are free from that being a reality in their life that they can take it in the way that they do as lightly as they do. And it can be just yeah. uh, a vehicle for enjoyment and sort of a kind of strange uh, gratification because it's just in the realm of fantasy for them. And I think that there's some of this trad online trad, beautiful woman in a, in a dress in a field and beautiful, gorgeous blonde babies. You know, I think a lot of that is, is similar. You know, I, what you said was, felt to me to be really sad and true that it's just not going to be their reality and so far away that they can fantasize about it in the stupidest ways
0: yeah i don't know what the solution is
1: touch grass
0: yeah touch grass
1: go outside um go outside get a hobby that forces you to interact with the real world do things with your hands form a relationship they do
0: things with their no, hands God,
1: megan don't worry um but yeah. i think that that's what it is it's just a disconnect from from the world as it is from real life human connection and they needed to just get out there and do the painful thing and make those connections again um i wonder of you know how much of this is asking too much because there are so many things that we just took for granted because they were already there. They were just there right in front of us or we had no choice, but to participate. You had no choice, but to touch grass. You had to, you know, you were. You- Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like in the past, people just had to get married and have kids. Yeah, I mean, you you had you to, mean? but there are yeah. also nothing. You can't just be sit at home, watch TV all day. That wasn't, no. you know, well, that was truly depressed. I mean,
0: yeah, there were people who sat around in their houses, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and in one reclining chair with the TV, never channel, never changed, just accumulating stuff around that. now we have so much now we can
1: work at home now we can do everything you know that we need to do at home in front of our computer we don't need to leave leave, and it's not uh you know sometimes it's required far far you know, some of us are just I am working from home I'm in front of my, my computer all day I don't have to go outside I don't have to even go shopping I can just order everything order food order do delivery you do
0: that I feel okay is that good or bad I feel like that's bad but then I get I just to the point like I do go to the supermarket and I like I don't want to say a panic attack that's an overstatement but I just get like uh, I have to leave I think
1: All of these conveniences are uh, short term goods and they feel, you know, and I don't think we should be ashamed to take advantage of them. However, cumulatively, they are destroying our sense of, you know, time and community and our connection with the world. Um, It doesn't happen overnight, but it is happening and it's happening because of these conveniences. I know. Like it's it you know yeah it, you go out shopping you might have to have a conversation with the cashier you say two words to them you know maybe a little bit more than that maybe often they're very friendly right. maybe, maybe something happens
0: because like, they if you go to Trader Joe's they are actually required to ask you how your day is going mm-hmm. so you know
1: yeah uh it, I have you know there's a there's a cashier who's there I, when I go to my um, grocery store. I go in the morning and there's this one guy and he is, I don't know if he's making it all up, but maybe not, but he has this whole story of his life and all the things he's done. And he lived in Islamabad for a while. And so that's why he knows Urdu and he kind of does. He can kind of, he's just
0: saying this to he's you. He's saying it to is me. He, he's a, is he a white he's guy? He's a black
1: guy and he's really chatty and he, 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 all, he has all these jokes, and they're some of them are very like adult, but they're hilarious. I don't know. Uh, but, and he kind of lights up the the line. You know, we're all ex- just experiencing him oh, and yeah. his stories, and he has all this to say, and he's like throwing all these jokes, you know, like a little stand-up comedian, <laughs> you know.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I like that. I like this. I like when I see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it just
1: um it feels just for a moment there that we're all experiencing something together. It's this performance of this guy enjoying him, and uh it's a tiny little a tiny little like blip um and every, of community also because, and, you know.
0: also because otherwise everybody would be on their phones right right yeah um yeah i had such a weird experience actually thinking of this so i i had wrote a i i wrote a piece about mary mccarthy um the anniversary of the group which was this novel a very famous novel that came out 60 years ago it came out in 63 and uh, I, it's on my Substack, whatever. It's it, Mary McCarthy is, was a cultural critic, and she she went to Vassar, where I where I went to college. And uh, uh, I was researching, I was doing looking around trying to trying to write this essay, and I was googling around for anything about Mary McCarthy and and Vassar because she wrote about the college a lot, and she had come to speak when I was a freshman. So she came in 1988. It was the year before she died. She died in 89 and i found this youtube clip it's about a minute and a half long of her speaking at that um at that event when she came to the college that year and everybody was like looking so intensely like it was you could, you could she was in the foreground obviously but you could like see the students in the background mm-hmm. and they were just like paying attention in a way that you don't really see anymore because nobody had a phone
1: mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
0: nothing mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there was something in particular. And I was like, oh, look at that. This like one girl was like standing there and she was just like looking really intensely. And I, it, this was so weird. And I was like, wow, look at that girl. And then I realized it was me. What? It was me. I was the girl. <laughs> I was, like, I was standing. I was like, yeah, I was like, wow, that girl is like blonde hair. It's weird. I was like, that. something about her. I was like, something about her. I was like, do I know her? No, I was like, that's weird. I was like, do I, because it's so funny too, the way memory works, because my, my memory of going to that reading was that I was like way in the back of the auditorium and I was like practically out the door because it was so packed, but I was right there, like pretty close to the podium. I was standing up. um, And I, yeah. And I had to look at it several times. I was like, is that me? Really? And I, cause it's like, you know, a little bit fuzzy it's in the background, but I was like, yeah, it was totally like my body language. Like, and I, it was definitely me and it was just such a strange thing to see, but what was really striking about it was the level of attention, like Mm -hmm. on the speaker, Mm -hmm. um, because now everybody would just probably be with, with their phone recording, um, or, and just shuffling around in a way, uh and uh it was very strange anyway so that was the that was a kind of um way of everybody being in one room yeah that
1: used to just you have all the time so Uh, we need that we need that we need experiences that we're having together that we're yeah which we're all present you know we're not thinking about any other things we're not looking at our phone we're not like our attention isn't elsewhere it's there yeah Um,
0: yeah, I mean that's how it used to be when you would get on the subway in New York, like or the bus.
1: People are I mean, just people like, have their books. I remember that
0: people have their books, but it's like something would happen and you kind of be like roll your eyes, yeah, yeah, like yeah. oh here we go, kind of thing. Or people like strike up a conversation, not all the time, but it, it, it happened quite a yeah. bit. And but now everybody's either looking at their phone and then or the minute something happens, they start filming it. Mm, I
1: hate that. I hate that. Yeah, you know, like let me save this for later or let me save this for my online audience uh, yeah it's like, why don't you just experience it you know just stop no, and experience i know that's it well that's like moment. that
0: louis, louis ck routine right like you should like my, my daughter's dance recital and like you know the father next is like filming it it's like you know what why don't you actually just watch it's totally hd like the resolution <laughs> is so much better if you just watch it yeah
1: yeah <laughs> i i get it but at the same time since i have a really bad memory i also for moments like that i think i probably would want to like capture them but not every day not everything that you're doing all the time i don't think i think that it gets in the way of you experiencing it it's ridiculous i yeah. hate it when you, you go to an event and people want to take pictures you know like a christmas party <sighs> or whatever and you know I, I used to have this like still have like still so somewhat part of this group but the, the, a group of friends where there were a lot of women who were good looking and wanted nice pictures and so oh you would have a moment where it's like picture time and now everybody's got to pose and all the girls and all the guys and we're doing a mix and here they know and how like, to do oh it they God. have their yeah. like way they're like they do yeah this yeah, yeah, yeah. The I pro- know. They, they know Dude. their sides they know their angles they get right. in the right position and you know and i have no idea what i'm doing. It,
0: I, I think it's so embarrassing to do that in the restaurant. It's like, okay, great. Now now everybody's looking at us. You look like an idiot. Yeah. Or they ask the waiter to take that. That's I hate that too. They ask somebody else to take a picture. I, I don't, I think
1: you should just take candid photos. If you're going to capture an event, just be taking pictures like a couple. But then you have to get but don't permission from like the, the people that you don't. All right, d- don't do the posing thing i think the posing thing is ridiculous what's the point of that we were all in that place at one time okay that's what i did that's what i look do like men ever do this rarely i think ever do they ever do- it's honestly
0: it's one of these things it drives me crazy
1: i hate women do like absolutely sometimes i'm happy that an event happened and somebody was taking candid pictures um even often i appreciate but then that but what if you look bad i mean yeah Except often that's the yeah problem. that's a, the problem is you 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 look bad but it's it is actually it captures something about the event itself not just the fact that it happened and everybody was there yeah. but you were having this conversation and then you'll have like a set of memories associated with that one moment um and that's wonderful that's something worth keeping but posing ugh, ugh. i know Everybody has Ugh. duck lips. Everybody knows their right, si- good side. I don't know what my good side is, and when I ask people, they don't tell me. They're just like, "You're beautiful. You look good." I'm like, oh, "You're lying to me. You want me to have like a bad side, like be posing the bad side, and then I just because I never know. I have no idea. Oh, you don't know what your bad side is. I know that I have one, but I don't know. You don't know which, which it, it is? is. Yeah. Oh, really? You're a much better posing than me, though. We have, we've. Well, I definitely
0: have a bad side. I have a very strange face so I have learned over the years
1: how to pose. It's, I think you were least badly as possible. Uh, very impressive. But, well they, they listeners, we don't we we yeah. the, the listeners don't know <laughs> we had a photo shoot. Yeah the listeners don't know but we had a photo. I'm still waiting I'm still waiting to for we us to We had a photo shoot and <laughs> a long time ago back when we were working with a different production it was company. Almost a year. Uh, it was last March. Yeah yeah. Uh, yeah and uh we we had a photo shoot that I wasn't sure what the point of it all was. And uh, we took a bunch of pictures and you were excellent. You were excellent at posing.
0: But we could not decide on any, like uh, two women cannot have a photo shoot because in every single one, it was like either you hated your hair. I hated my hair the whole time because somebody else did my
1: hair and I did not like what she did. And the whole time I was like, I don't know why I look like this. But, But I also didn't know how to pose, but you did. Like I also didn't know what to I do th- with my but face. The, but the pictures are like perfect uh,
0: perfectly lovely of you. I don't you know, know why after a lot of work, I know. the
1: photographer did a lot of work. <laughs> He's like up oh, this way, not that way. Turn to your left, your other left. <laughs> um, but he got some good uh, pictures of me. They're never gonna come up though. It was ridiculous. Photo shoots are awful. I know. But you
0: have to they're just a necessary evil. If you ever write a book, you have to do a photo no shoot. No way.
1: No, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, you have to. If you got to
0: have your, your head no. shot. No, no, no. <laughs> What's the point of writing a book if you're not going to do oh a my photo God.
1: shoot? Oh, my God. What a drag. can't believe it. I know. It. I mean, I did get Everything one is. picture, one professional photo um, in 2017, and I've been using it ever since. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's my one. No, you've got, that's, my you've one... Got, that's cute. Yeah, you have good photos. Um, yeah, it's strange i mean it's weird too with the digital thing because you can just keep doing them over and over again it used to be that you wouldn't you didn't know what you looked like until the whole thing was done and there was a contact sheet because it was film yeah you know and it was limited you know they couldn't just take five thousand pictures yeah. to take 300 yeah. you know yeah um anyway all right is there any anything else we want to no just uh touch on um we're gonna we're gonna see who uh how long do you think the interim harvard president will be there uh it's just gonna drag on and on
1: i can't imagine i i think they're probably panicking i mean every every other day i see um another big piece about what's going on at harvard and you know i think they're they're just um scrambling i don't understand much about the harvard corporation though do you Like it seems it's very, very mysterious. Yeah. The corporation that actually governs the university.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought we hated corporations. I thought thought we did too, but I think there is one. Dismantle that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, people are like, Oh, it should be Roland Fryer. I mean, Roland Fryer. No, that would be a waste of his talent. He needs to be reinstated, do his work. I mean, maybe, maybe um, whoever, they bring in will like bring in all those people that got run out of town like carol hooven the
1: the thing is it won't uh, matter it won't matter because you cannot just handle things in the way that they're presuming this was the whole this was the 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 trump logic which is that we're just gonna replace the guy at the top and this is gonna have a huge impact on you know he's gonna drain the swamp and everything that we hate about you know, elite liberals is going to go away and he's going to be able to smash it all to bits and also get things done and that's just not how it works. Having said yeah. that, it's not the case that it was not effective at all. Trump did get a lot of conservatives to the Supreme Court and those Supreme Court justices um you know, I mean they ruled against the uh, the affirmative action regime. So that's um right. and abortion. That is yeah, and abortion. Um Although I think the latter is going to be much more impactful.
0: Yep. 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 And for, uh, in the long run, good, as we've said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess, uh, we'll be back soon. Yeah. Okay. All right, everyone. Well, thank you. See you next time. Okay.